What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 58 of Tighten Up the Dog Pound. I'm Big Mike. You can find me on Twitter, Big underscore Mike 9169. Tighten Up the Dog Pound is also on Twitter at Tighten underscore Dog 21. I don't know if I'm ever going to call it X, but it's still Twitter to me. On the other end of this microphone, on the other end of the screen, I see a tall, handsome, sexy co-host in Thomas Head, and also a new puppy, a new golden puppy, Nola, who is just absolutely adorable. Who's a guest appearance on the podcast. You may hear her barking in the background periodically, and that's who that is. Thomas, how you doing? How's the second? How's the puppy life? The second dog? You already got Dublin. Hit me with the details, because I know you don't want to talk about the Titans. We can talk about Nola the whole time if you want. Thomas said here, uh, you can find me under a bridge on John Severe Highway, <laughs> drinking, a full gallon of, full, drinking a full gallon of bleach. No, I can't do that. I'm a girl dad now. I can't, I can't, I can't leave these pups behind. I'm a girl dad now. That's right. Oh, I've got, I've buddy. Got a, I've got a wife and kids. You got responsibilities now, yeah. It's, uh, a, it's big time over there. Uh, but going off what you said, yeah, it's... I'm sure as a Titans fan, you're ready for the season to be over with. It's the and one game I didn't want to lose this year. And yeah, that, I mean, you guys just shouldn't even be allowed to wear the throwbacks anymore, right? That's not true. <laughs> that, they, they are our throwbacks. And, uh, you know, I just, you know t- t- the Texans fans, they, they can't just celebrate the win. They're still crying that they can't get those throwbacks. <laughs> that's one of the most hotly debated topics i see on twitter or listen to on podcasts is the whole throwback situation i have my thoughts on it that's another podcast um because we'll go way off the rails if we start doing that but either way you guys lost them to the texans which is just like the most ironic thing uh and you know we'll just kick it off we'll talk about that game i kind of want to get your thoughts on some titan stuff and then we'll dive into the dive into the browns but so you guys lose in overtime 1916 i believe will Lovis goes down with an injury in overtime. Um, and from what I saw in red zone, I had a few friends of the game said it was kind of an ugly game. Um, that's a tough one to lose. I, now, I mean, the Texans are way better this year than, than most people anticipated, but they were playing with Case Keenum, former Browns legend, Case Keenum. Uh, CJ Stroud out with a concussion. Also missing Tank Dell and some other pieces, but found a way to win. Um and I'm sure you watched the game a lot closer than I did. So what went wrong here, buddy? Is it execution? Was it a game that just deserved to end in a tie because neither team deserved to win? Like, what what happened? They really they really didn't try to win that game. Neither team did. It really was just hot potatoes. Like, here, you win the game. No, I don't want it. You win the game. <laughs> and it ended with, uh, yeah, the, expire, the field goal with time expiring in overtime. Um, yeah, what went wrong for the Titans? They gave up seven sacks. And then countless, countless pressures. Offensive line just got worked. Yeah, it was ugly to watch. That's uh, that's been a theme. I mean, we we've talked about this countless times. Of going back to our preview episode, biggest yeah. concern, offensive line continued continues to haunt in the this last week, few weeks they, of the uh, season. This week they surpassed last season's sack total in terms of sacks given up. Oh God, there's still three games left, buddy. Uh, and I mean, listen, I, I said it weeks ago that, you know, Titans fans, you know, don't focus on the wins and losses, except for this game. I absolutely wanted to win this game. 
but yeah. you know what what matters is like will levis's development and we, I, we borderline almost screwed that we we got the poor kid killed yeah that's that's tough that is a uh so i the last few titans games i've either watched uh i watched the the primetime game they had and you know like i said i had red zone go and i saw a lot of decent amount of plays from this game truly feel like with levis that you you know and we've talked about this a little bit i feel like you guys may may have someone like i do think that his decisiveness and his arm talent is there the reading defenses and all the stuff that comes with just experience will come but to your point (laughs) to your point you don't want to ruin a guy before you get a chance to develop him by taking hits taking sacks getting injured etc so how do you balance that? Do you do you want to see Levis the rest of the season? You know, let's say this injury. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I was not. about I've to say, I've man. Seen, I mean, I've, you, seen, I've seen enough. Yeah. Say, I mean, like, I feel like as a Titans fan, you you know that you you could potentially have a nice player. Don't don't get him hurt. Don't have him tear an ACL in a game that doesn't matter. You know, like what was the injury that happened in overtime? High ankle sprain. Uh yeah. So, I mean, he'll probably miss a few. Yeah, they should just shut him down, man. The rest, there's, the rest. there's no, there's no value. You know, just yeah. honestly, just put Malik Wilson there for like the last three games. Yeah, lose them all, you, go five and twelve, and uh, Joe Walt. Get you. You are a Tennessee Titan. <laughs> so you guys have the Seahawks next. Um, Seahawks, Texans, Jags, Texans, and then Jags. So yeah, I mean, like, I, I know it's hard because, like, you know, Vrabel. I just don't feel like it's that kind of coach to like roll over and just punt on a season like that, you know, like the rest of a season or whatever. The guys are probably going to want to play hard for him, but it it is like the, the season's done, man. Season's done. You have you have a potential franchise quarterback if you do it right. I agree. Just roll out Malik Willis. I mean, maybe even Tannehill. Rest unless Tannehill's not done, done right. He just got like benched after he got injured. Yeah, no, no, he, like, he's like not, he, he, he could not, play. He, he's yeah. healthy. He's healthy. Yeah, I, but honestly, so, if you're right, if you're Ryan Tannehill, knowing you're going to be a free agent next year, why would you? I wouldn't, wanna... even, I wouldn't even play either. Yeah, it's pointless. I mean, Malik Willis is the best option. Tannehill would just, I guess, have to play if Willis got injured, for example, or something. Uh, but yeah, that's um. That's tough, man. It is a it is a sad season, sad time to be a Tennessee Titan fan. Can't say that we all didn't see this coming from a mile away, myself included. I predicted an easy five and twelve at the start of the season. We all know it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> now I didn't. I mean, I've said I didn't think you guys would would be have a record didn't, like didn't this. Didn't think but, it would crater, but hey, you know what? No. I, I what did I? I said eight and nine. I mean, you guys could still technically finish. What are you five dead. and nine? It's not, it's not <laughs> dead yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let let Levis rest. Get you uh, the highest draft pick you can. Um, I it, like just it's just kind of done. I mean, I've been there as a Browns fan countless times. It's just like you just move on at this point. But yeah, I mean, I think I mean it, it. It's obvious, you know, what pieces to keep, what to build around, and so do you think that Vrabel is going to be under like more scrutiny in the off season than like you're anticipating or you think it's like, yeah, it was just a bad season because of X, Y, Z. Like he's obviously going to stay there as the coach, but you know, I see it on Twitter the same way you do, especially on Titans Twitter when I'm on the Titan up the dog pound page about how like 
he's gonna go coach in New England. We need a new coach. You know, like people want him gone. I, I think uh, him coaching in New England. I think I think that is that's dead now. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a thing. Um, I think right you know right now as of December nineteenth, two thousand twenty three, like I think he's he's safe. Yeah, I, I think he'll be on the hot he'll be on the hot seat if next year is also bad. That's what I was gonna say. If you guys finish under five hundred next year, then you start. I, I I think he's gone. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I think he I think he and Rand are gonna have the opportunity with all because they're gonna have all this cap space. They're yep. gonna have more draft picks. T Higgins, you are a Tennessee Titan. God, I hope so, man. Bring bring <laughs> hey, bring bring him home. Bring him home. I'm gonna pound the table for that until free agency episodes we record next year because. It just makes so much sense to me. I just feel like I mean, you put him with with DeAndre Hopkins, like that's a that's a nice receiving duo right there. Oh, dude, get uh, him with DeAndre Hopkins, draft a speedy receiver in the second round. Yeah. And the next thing you know, Traylon Burks is wide receiver four. <laughs> Traylon Burks is going to the gulag at that point. Straight to the shadow realm. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Do you have any additional thoughts? I mean. uh about the Titans or any message you want to convey to Titans fans out there who may or may not be on depression watch watch or you just feel like look it, it's it's Joe ever it's Joe ever right I mean it, it really has been Joe like it, it's been Jover in the sense of like anything like in terms of playoffs happening this season right like there's just like nothing for even to like watch for or have fun with like there, there, there's no point in playing Will Levis anymore. Like I just don't feel yeah. like we're gonna, we're not gonna learn anything over these last three games. We don't already know. So, so what, what is your, you know, if, the, if that was the last that you've seen of him, give me like a paragraph of your how you feel in your analysis of him after, you know, like with the season being done, you were not happy whenever they drafted him. You were in, in New York about to jump off a bridge. One of my favorite photos of you is holding that umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> that Instagram post you you had his last photo. <laughs> this new oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I so like, I, how do you feel? He he has done enough to be the unquestioned starter in 2024, and then depend and then depending on what he does in 2024 or when he actually has more talent around him, then we can make a determination on what's going to go beyond that. I'm not ready yeah. to say franchise like he's definitely the guy franchise quarterback. Give him a 10 year extension. I just think you know. 2024 build around him see what happens after that and then we'll make a determination um he i think he has all the intangibles in terms of just like you know leadership his own work work ethic the only concerns i have are just his how he sees the field and his decision making like you know the texans game that one interception he threw it was a bad pass to deandre hopkins what was even worse on that same side of the field he had burks wide open for a wide touchdown. open it, it i saw save. that yeah so, yeah. yeah, I know, I know, I don't know. She see, she knows too. She's <laughs> yeah, she's I, she's in shambles, about to pee on the how, floor over there. How the hell did I get adopted to a Titans family? <laughs> yeah, that I mean, and you know, some of what you're talking about does definitely come with experience. Got to hope as a guy gets more weapons and gets a better offensive line that can protect him. Maybe he'll it'll help him see the field a little better. Um, and yeah, I mean, just understanding NFL defenses, it's such a fucking jump up from college it's crazy so um yeah i i kind of i mean I, I definitely agree with everything you're saying in terms of like you've seen enough shut it down let's just finish this season out look forward to the mock drafts and the free agency yeah i the, the only thing that i'm truly am depressed about 
is it may be the end of the Derrick Henry era in Tennessee. Contracts expiring at the end of the year. I think it's done, man. I mean, like, so, so well, I mean, it, 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 it really just is going to depend on how much money he wants. If he and takes I mean, a like, lower contract to stay, you know, if he wants to retire as a Titan, then a hundred percent. But do you think he would do that? It depends on, it, it depends on what another team, like if another team offers him closer to what he wants. And if that team is a contender, I think, you know, and I wouldn't blame him. Yeah. I think he would, no. I think he would move on, but yeah, no, that, that is tough. I mean, that is a reality that I'm not great, wanting to face. Yeah. Great all-time Titan. Lucky I got to watch it. Where do you think he would go? Top of your head. Okay. If he left? Dude. I feel like Philly. Everyone goes to Philly. Baltimore. Baltimore, unfortunately, is a scary reality. <laughs> I would yeah, hate that. I know. But... That feel, that feel, it feels like such a good fit. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Seattle? Yeah. Wanna, yeah. New yeah, Orleans? Maybe. I, don't, I don't know, man. You're like, I don't want to think about this right now. I'm depressed. Uh, I mean, I feel like, yeah, Baltimore feels like that. That's the obvious one. Baltimore was like the favorite during the trade deadline. I remember when he was, when there was all that smoke around Derrick Henry. Um, but, you know, maybe, maybe he will remain a Titan and you won't have to burn your jersey, you know? No, I'll never, never burn it. <laughs> What's Nola doing? About to be on the floor. Nope. <laughs> who knows man i hope not but yeah but it's, it's sad it's sad to think about but you know he's on the wrong he's on the wrong side of 30 and he's he's averaging what like 3.7 yards a carry I, I know offensive line i know that's what you're gonna say but 3.7 3.8 no, i mean, that, that is, I mean that's not nothing that is true yeah so, i know but like i don't know what is your league is he has like 800 something yards and 3.8 last little looked He'll break a thousand, but it won't be. It'll be a forgettable season for him for sure. Eight eighty four, yeah, three point eight. Yeah, I mean that's definitely not what we're used to from him. Um, offensive line plays a factor, and I mean like he is getting older. You know, he's a monster, but also, you you know how it is with running backs. They're elite, and then one year there's just a drop off sometimes, and then they're, and then they're done in a couple years. I mean that may be what we're seeing with him. Oh my god! <laughs> Just picking her up. By the uh, yeah, no. I mean, I, yeah, it, it's definitely you know losing a step, but it's just also exacerbated by yeah. just this horrific. Like Peter Skaronsky, man. I mean, and he had a he had a terrible game this past Sunday, but that's like the only player on that offensive line I think is worth bringing back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, you guys have a big rebuild to to do with that offensive line for sure. Nasty, um, nasty work, nasty work. Yeah, and that's not what you want to rebuild because. Good offensive linemen, man, are they're they're hard to come by. You you they have to leave. Dra- you you yeah. have to draft them. Yeah, they don't hit free agency most of the time. Now you mm-hmm. guys may. I don't think I, I'm not 100 percent sure, and this is way down the line. But there's this whole thing with the Browns because we have Jack Conklin, Dewan Jones, and Jedrick Wills. Jedrick Wills, I don't know if they're going to give him a contract, so he could be a guy that that is on the move because what what they would do is they would put. Conklin at right tackle next year if he decides to come back. You know, he gets injured every year now. Uh, and then Dewan Jones at left tackle. My thing is, like, keep as many good offensive linemen as you have because, once again, the, you know, especially if you have injury-prone ones like a Jack Conklin, you just want bodies there. But, yeah. Tell you we'll what, s- Jed, Jed Wills, low-effort guy. That's that's a Mike Vrabel-type player right there. Bro, he would, he would be – He'd either get right or he'd be off the team in a week. I I cannot stand Jedrick Wills. Like, 
you know how we've talked about this. I wanted Andrew Thomas so bad. He went off the board. We could add Tristan Wirfs. Even Makai Becton, you know, like he's been injured, but still he, he gives better effort. But that's beside the point. Um, you want to switch, switch gears to something a little bit more fun? Let's do it. Cleveland Browns are 9-5. and five. Poised to make the playoffs, 92% they, according they, they to ESPN. Did, they, they did it, Joe. They did it. They they did it. This has been um, this has been an unbelievable season for a Browns fan. Like, truly unbelievable, not just, like, saying the word unbelievable. I mean, it's well-documented at this point, everything that this team has been through to, to get to where they're at. And they still are finding ways to win games. And, Thomas, there's a reason the Browns are the ass end of every joke about football for the last 20 years because – we don't win those games. That Hail Mary gets caught against most of the Browns teams. That, speaking, uh, of, speaking of that Hail Mary, could you imagine, like, you know, this, this just goes to anyone, whatever team you root for, like, the team you're a fan of, like, loses a Super Bowl that way. Like, oh if, the Titan, if the Titans made it to the Super Bowl and, like, they were on that end of the Hail Mary to where they dropped it, I, I think I would just stop watching the NFL. That, yeah, that would be, I'd have to take a break. Like, that would be so heartbreaking. Like I don't minimum, think about I, that. I, I I just wouldn't watch the NFL. Like I would just like I, I just I just I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I've I been would. Doing that God, yeah. That, what, no, what, a way, what a way to lose. Yeah, I mean that was. I had a bad feeling when they, uh, you know, like they, they broke off a few big plays to get in the hell Mary range, and I was like, I don't like this. This game has been a lot of back and forth, especially in the fourth quarter. But yeah, they. They lose that game in years past. You know, uh, Jake Moody makes the field goal in the 49ers game in years past. There, There's a laundry list of things that have happened in games this season that in years past, they do not go the Browns' way. But for whatever reason, they're going the Browns' way now. And you have Joe Flacco out here putting up Kenny Pickett's career stats in two games. Like, he, it is wild. Like, the best quarterback play you're getting this year is from Joe Flacco. Like he looks Joe like Flacco looks 20 years younger. Well, you you know why, right? Because Stefanski is most comfortable in that QBX system, and that's what Joe Flacco like thrived in. Was that like under center play action rollout? You know, like what Stefanski loves to do. Now with Deshaun Watson, he's more of a uh, shotgun quarterback, so it's a little different than what Stefanski really loves to do and this is like Stefanski's bread and butter so this the scheme that the scheme that he's been doing with Joe Flacco it's almost like a perfect marriage and then you combine that with Joe Flacco's uh just veteran experience and I mean he still has hell of an arm I mean his his arm talent is still there you saw that throw to Amari Cooper that on the game time touchdown that's one of the best throws I've seen all season this dude was on the couch two weeks ago like what you know like it just it's it's truly wild, um, but four four different start starting quarterbacks this year. Uh, every player imaginable is injured, injured you know injured reserve. I know the Titans had this in twenty twenty one. The only difference is you guys had Tannehill. I think the whole season we played at a decently high level, and like we've had PJ Walker winning his games. We've had DTR winning his games. We've had Deshaun Watson winning his games, and now Joe Flacco's winning his games. I mean, it just teams usually don't make it through this. I, have you looked at our offensive line? Watt Teller is the only guy left. Joe Batonio got hurt in this last game. We were on our third string center. Bill Callahan's out here just earning like Hall of Fame status with what he's doing with these offensive linemen. It's fucking crazy. 
So yeah, I'm, um, it, it feels weird. You know, it's like one of those things, all you gotta do is get to the playoffs and then anything can happen. And this just feels like one of those, like the fan in me, it feels like one of those sports documentaries, you know, uh, with with just how, how this team has found ways to win and what the adversity that they've overcome to get there. Now, I do think the turning the ball over and the injuries, they, they do catch up eventually. So this magic could run out by the time we get to the playoffs for all for all we know. I don't know how many more injuries that they can they can overcome. I mean, my, you know, Miles Garrett's been battling through like a shoulder injury for several weeks. Denzel Ward's missed time. Um, you know, they, they obviously lost Chubb and Watson. I mean, every player that's on, like, when you walk into the stadium and you look up on the telephone poles at the players as you walk in, all, none of those guys are, all of them are on injured reserve. So it's truly, I mean, you got to give the, you got to give the coaching staff and just Stefanski has made a real case for coach of the year. If they, if they went out, especially and went and go 12 and five after everything, like, I don't know how you don't give it to them, but I, I do feel like, <clears throat> I do feel like this is a this is some kind of team of team of destiny in some ways. I, I don't think that that necessarily means the Super Bowl, but you know, like we're making the playoffs. I don't know how we don't make the playoffs at this point. We just got to win one more game, really. It, it would it would it would take quite the collapse to miss the playoffs. Now I have a couple questions. First first one is, so what do you think the ceiling is? Like what what are your expectations in terms of like how this is going to end? Divisional round, like I think, I, like, like I, I realistically, I think we could win a wild card game and then lose in the divisional round to like a Baltimore or something. Okay. Like I and think then, if we have to play like Baltimore, I know we beat them with Watson, but like that would be a tough with our offensive line and, and their defense. That'd be a tough one. And then, what are your thoughts on like the discrepancy between how the Browns have played at home versus on the road? That's because the, because the, because the concern is, you know, they're going to make the playoffs as a wild card and they'll right. have to go on the road. Yep. And then, you know, obviously, you know, dependent, you know, it really depends on the matchup at that point. But like as of well, right now, we, yeah. they would go on the road to Jacksonville, who they have already beaten. Yeah. Like, for example, that's that's a good point because, yeah, they, they have not played as well on the road this year. They've been dynamite at home. I think they're seven and one at home. Um, So. It worries me for sure because yeah, unless unless Baltimore somehow collapses and the Browns finish crazy strong, like they're not gonna they're not gonna win the division. Um, but you know, on the flip side of that, if we were going on the road to Jacksonville, I would feel very good about that matchup. I would feel good about that game. I think Trevor Lawrence is kind of turning into like a turnover machine. I mean, you pointed out he's basically Daniel Jones here um, <laughs> with those stats that were side by side. Um, and when it comes to matchups, I like how the Browns match up to Jacksonville. I think they have like the 30th ranked pass defense. I mean, Joe Flacco threw the ball all over them. You know, I feel like he could do it again. Uh, but, you know, go, going on the road stuff, it's hard to say. It does depend on the matchup. If it was Jacksonville, I'd like the matchup. Like, who are some other options, you know? Yeah, so outside of that, it would be either at Kansas City, at Baltimore, or at Miami. Depending on Don't who like. Like, Don't I, like I feel any like, of those, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like any of the AFC South teams would be your best chance. Yeah. And then anyone else, it would be not impossible, but it would be a, it would be a significant uphill climb. 
Uh, agreed. I, I do not like our chances if we have to go into Arrowhead. Even though the Chiefs are not the, the powerhouse that they once were, I don't like our chances going into Arrowhead. I definitely, Baltimore is hard. You know, like I said, we did beat them earlier this year in Baltimore. Like, it can be done, but it took everything we had <laughs> to win that game. So, um, yeah, those are those are tough. But, I mean, of course, the fan in me wants the, the storybook Super Bowl appearance with this crazy roster. I'm also trying to be realistic. I just want to see playoffs and i would love to see like at least one playoff win if we win in the playoff if we win in the wild card round and then lose in the divisional round so be it this team got a lot further than they should have considering all the injuries and adversity that they and we've beaten a lot of good teams i mean look at our record against like good teams we haven't beaten a bunch of like scrubs i mean even even uh chicago this past weekend Chicago had won three of their last four games. They were, like, making a playoff push. You know, like, we beat San Francisco. We beat Baltimore. We beat Pittsburgh. Like, I mean, you go look at their schedule. Like, they've had some good quality wins this year. They beat the Colts. Like, you look at teams like the Titans, they beat the brakes off them as they should have, and the Cardinals, they shut them out as they should have. Um, you know, you beat the Jags, that's a playoff team, potentially. Beat the Bengals, like... I think our record was, like, 6-2 and two against winning... You know, it was... It, it's a record that you want to see. You're not just beating up on bad teams. You know, that's what people say about Miami, is, like, they can't beat good teams. It's the opposite for us. We we have been able to beat good teams. Some of that speaks to just how good the defense is. Yeah. So, and, but, the de- and that's another thing with the home versus road. It's the defense. I, you know, they're like what giving up fifteen points at home and then like thirty points on the road. Yeah. It's the the yeah the road the road's been tough. It has been kind to us. I mean the the West Coast trip, especially the that's kind of inflated a little bit. I don't know if you really watched the LA game, but that game was not what the score was. That game was like tied with like six minutes left and then a couple of unfortunate things just caused the score to blow up past what it was um so that's yeah, a little it, bit but it, it was prior because i re- it was the i was watching sunday countdown that day and it was prior to that la game i saw that i think it was rex ryan was the one that put that stat up that like wow. it was like it was like you know 29 and some percentage or like 30 points yeah per game on the road yeah i mean that's that's something I, every every team has a, a thing, and that's a, that's been the thing with us all year. So it is a concern. I just I feel like if we go play at Jacksonville, I'd feel good about, or you know like Houston or something, um, which we're gonna see how we match up against them like this weekend. I don't know if CJ Stroud's gonna play. Doesn't seem like it uh, if he's still in concussion protocol. But yeah, I mean, here's the thing, man. After, after this season, you lose Nick Chubb week two. I'm, like, literally in tears. You lose your franchise quarterback. You lose your franchise all-pro right tackle. You lose everyone, and you're still nine and five. Like, that is a uh, – and, and you're locked into a winning season. You could have a collapse, and you're still going to have a winning season for a Browns fan. That's exciting. Uh, we don't have a lot of those. Um, but it's hard to be mad at this team no matter what happens – if and when they get to the playoffs because getting to the playoffs is impressive enough you want to see him do well but it's like that's awesome because most people thought the season was over when chubb went down even it was like oh my god like you know you're losing like your your cornerstones 
a meet, you know, like it's tough. So I know in the 2021 year, like Derrick Henry gave you guys a lot. He, he gave you guys more than just a game in a quarter before he went out. He was almost at 1,000 yards that, that year before he got injured, I think, when you guys had all those injuries, right? It, it was like right before Halloween. It was like right before Halloween. Yeah. So, yeah, it's – I'm very interested to see what's going to happen, but, man, it is it is hard not to root for Joe Flacco. I mean, I never I never thought I would have said that. He, he 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 comes off the couch, signs with the Browns, becomes like the most likable. I've never felt I got you know he drops back and it's either going to be a touchdown, it's going to be an interception, or it's going to be like a pass interference call. Like I, I'm like clinching every time he throws more than ten yards down the field because so far in in the games he's played, it's either been an explosive play or it's been like a crazy interception. So. But he still he still has it seems like he still has some left in the tank to at least give them a chance. I mean, the defense is still playing. You know, they've only given up. Do you see the stat of how many first downs they've allowed? Or it's like sixty less than whatever teams in second. It's crazy how many three and outs they force. So when you have a a defense that can force that many three and outs, like that's only going to help in terms of uh, being able to put points on the board. Yeah, and then you have Dustin Hopkins, maybe the best trade of all time for a seventh round pick. Like, I'm unbelievable. He's won his five, four or five games this year. Like, that's why you trade for a kicker. I know that's why you trade for a kicker. Yep. (laughs) Oh man. So does it? I mean, obviously, you don't have to worry about this till like next offseason or next year. But does it like give you any pause at all that like Joe Flacco has been playing better than what Deshaun Watson was at the beginning of the season? Just in, ter- uh, just in terms of like, because I mean, you're paying like Joe Flacco the you know bare minimum you could probably pay a player, yeah. Versus everything the Browns gave up for Watson, because obviously, because uh, obviously next year they're not going to roll with Flacco as the full. No, no. If anything, I hope Flacco gets a chance to start somewhere else because I, I think he's proved he can still play. It's actually like a crime that no other team signed him. You know, all these teams that needed quarterbacks. I'm like, how do you not go get this guy? Look what he's doing. Especially the Jets. He said he reached out to the Jets first, and they said, nah, we're good. We're going to roll with Zach Wilson. Like, okay. Anyway, um, I wouldn't say, like, pause or concern, mainly because I was very encouraged by how Watson was playing before he re-injured his shoulder. Like, the game against Baltimore, like, leading up to it. My biggest concern is that, like, Stefanski loves to run this style of offense that he's running with Flacco and that even he ran with Baker Mayfield in 2020. You know, that boot, naked bootleg under center play action, marry the pass and run, like that Kubiak, Shanahan offense. Like, And Watson is not that type of quarterback. Whenever Watson's in there, the offense looks so different because he's just in shotgun like half the game. And I just – I wonder about that marriage sometimes because – Watson, you know, he was 5-1 and one as the starter. He threw for, like, 700-plus yards and five TDs and a pick in the last, like, three games he played, including the game-winning drive, 14-14 in the second half against Baltimore, led us down to victory on that. Like, th- those are all encouraging things. That's what you want to see from a guy that you gave up all that stuff for. So, on the flip side of that, he's not out there throwing for 300-plus, 400 yards like how Flacco is. Um, he's not hitting a bunch of – the big plays that Flacco has hit so far. So unfortunately for Browns fans, the only thing this does is open up that same conversation 
Watson's got to knock the rust off. He's coming off an injury. If he starts out slow, you can say because he's coming off an injury, blah, blah. You know, it's like we didn't accomplish anything in terms of putting the narrative to bed of like, okay, he's back, whatever you want to call it. Like, this works. That just didn't get accomplished this year. You've paid a guy 100 plus million dollars for like 15 games or something, and there's still more questions than answers. So I don't know how I feel, honestly. I'm trying not to think about it too much because I'm having so much fun with this season. Well, that, that's and, why I threw in the caveat. You really don't have to worry about it till after this yeah. season. It's just, I, I saw something a few weeks ago. So before Flacco was your starting quarterback, the Browns were. 32nd in yards per play, but they were number one in terms of the total number of offensive plays ran, which is, you know, that's obviously, yeah. Well, that, that's a big um, nod to your defense of how good they've been. And then since Flacco has taken over, they're now number 12 in yards per play. Like they jumped from last to, you know, that high. And it, someone made a good argument pointing out that, you know, the Browns offense, you know, in terms of like yards per game and points per game, they've been pretty decent. But how much of that is influenced by um, just the sheer number of like offensive opportunities, opportunities they get? Because they're because, you know, like that Titans game, it was just it was a three and out fest for the Titans. Just every, three and out, three, day, and out yeah. three and out. So you don't really have to worry about scoring all the time when you just don't even have to worry about the other team scoring. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, you know, I have a theory about all this that I've never actually told you that is starting to make more and more sense to me. Here is the, let's call it power rankings of who wanted Deshaun Watson for the Browns, okay? Here's the very top. Here's number one on the power rankings. Jimmy Haslam. The Haslams. The Haslams. That, that, Jimmy, that, was, such a, that was such a Jimmy Haslam so, Jimmy saw Joe Burrow get drafted and go to the Super Bowl in like two years, and he called up screaming after they made the Super Bowl probably to Andrew Barry and company and said, we need a guy, blah, blah, blah. I'm sick of this shit. So you have number one is Haslam. Number two is, I don't even know if I put Andrew Barry there because he's such an analytics guy. I don't know if he wanted to commit that much money in cap space to one guy. Yeah. And and that, that's but what I'm worried I, about too, is because since you're committing all that cap space to him, how long can you hold this defense together? It's it's it, we have another year maybe. I mean, Jay with the Grant. I mean, we extended Grant Delpit, which I think was a great idea. Of course, he got injured right as we did because that's just how that goes. But you have guys like JOK who's playing at like a Pro Bowl All Pro level. It's like, how do you afford to keep him in another year or so? So yeah, it it does get hard. That was a concern as soon as the contract happened. I was like, great, you know, like that's not a team friendly deal. <laughs> like that's gonna screw us in three years. But wherever the power rankings go after Jimmy Haslam. I think Stefanski was like more in the middle because like I've said, Stefanski and Watson have completely different philosophies of the type of offense that they either want to run and or are comfortable in. I think that they sat down and probably talked football and and really liked each other in terms of like offensive, you know, uh, conversation per se. Well, we can make this work, blah, blah, blah. But what we're seeing is Stefanski going from a guy like Watson and even DTR and PJ Walker to someone like Flacco going back to the type of offense that he likes to run. And I mean, look how much more effective it is. 
I think that Stefanski is trying very hard to make this work with Watson because it, it just has to. But they, they do have a very different philosophy in terms of this the style. That is my overall concern, like, big picture-wise. By the time this contract is done, is it going to be worth it? You know, did it look right the whole time? Because it looked right with Flacco in there. I mean, even in 2020, it looked it looked pretty damn good with Baker in there because they ran the same offense. The under center play action, naked bootleg, all that stuff. That's NFC South leading Baker Mayfield <laughs> referring to now. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, someone's got to win that division. Also, fun fact. Do you know the three quarterbacks that are up for FedEx Air Player of the Week? Shit. You have Baker yeah. Mayfield, Jared Drew, Goff, and Joe Drew Flacco. Locke. Joe Flacco. I thought I thought Drew Locke was going to get thrown in there. No. Although that game last night was wild. But I, I tweeted and said, if you would have told me in 2020 I'd be voting between Baker Mayfield and Joe Flacco for Air Player of the Week, I wouldn't have guessed this was how it would look. I mean, <laughs> Dude. what a wild timeline. <laughs> Baker's got the Bucks looking right. Which I mean. What, eight and seven now. I don't know. I mean, dude, here's here's the thing about about Baker in terms of, like you've said, with these quarterbacks that get in the league for four or five years, like we we know who he is. You can win some games with him. The highs are very high, and then the lows can be very low. I just do not think at this point that he's ever going to win them a Super Bowl. So, but he'll probably get an extension. Like good, you know, good for him. That's not a. Uh, he doesn't wear the brown and orange anymore, so it doesn't matter. Like Freddie mm-hmm. Kitchen said, after he made them oh. run some laps. Absolutely, absolutely. Most disciplined yeah. team of the year that Cleveland Browns team was. Was it twenty penalties in Week One against the Titans? I wanted to throw myself in traffic after I left that game. That was the worst game experience I've ever had. That game started off so hot too. You scored on the opening drive. Open a drive. Yep. OBJ's first game immediately yeah. scored, and then oh man, ne- never heard that uh, that stadium louder. And I'm not exaggerating. That stadium was you could your my ears were like ringing after the player intros. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, you know, just to wrap up final thoughts with the, you know, if you're a Browns fan, just enjoy the ride. It's like Thomas was saying, you don't have to think about this stuff for a while. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, yeah, like you really don't, you really don't have to worry about it until like six months from now. Yeah. I mean, you have Watson and there's other layers to this. Like you have Nick Chubb coming back from a catastrophic knee injury. You have someone like Jack Conklin, you know, there's going to be a lot of like, man, I hope X, Y, and Z works out, but as it stands right now, this is a, uh, you know, we're not sitting at seven and seven or eight and six, like barely hanging on for a playoff spot. Like we're we're yeah, almost not there. Si- yeah, you're not sitting at five and nine. Yeah, we're we're not sitting at five and nine like the Titans. So, um, one other uh, little tidbit: David Njoku is an absolute monster. I think it just needs had, to be acknowledged he, by both of had, us. Had, 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 had himself a good game. Listen, you yeah. said I didn't say – I said he wasn't a top 10 <laughs> tight end. I said he was in the 8 to 12 range. The argument we had was you had made a claim saying he has had a lot of good seasons, and I said he had only had two prior to this year. Now he's had three. That's a and lot. That, now, he's had, now, now he's <laughs> well, – I, I said prior to. Now he's had three. I, this is his best one yet. Either way, like if you're a Browns fan, you've seen these flashes his whole career of him being this good. It's just cool to finally see him him breaking out. You know, he he won't finish with a thousand yards, but he could. He's got three games left and two hundred ninety six yards if to, He's to got, break a thousand. He he has very good intangibles. The dog in him, as some would say. The dog yeah, he has that dog in him. 
And dude, he's a yard after catch machine. I mean, he is like leading all tight ends and yeah. You get him the ball, he's like twenty yards down the field. It's insane. He's he's a big boy. Yeah. So Joe Joe Flacco has unlocked David the Joe. <laughs> That's always who would have thought after all this time it would be forty year old Joe Flacco was the key all along. You feel like with with how Flacco's playing, no matter how it ends, like he should have a chance to start next year. I mean, to me, even with the turnovers, he's shown that he's looked a lot better than we've seen a lot of these other quarterbacks playing on other teams. Like, I'm not saying he's going to come out and be elite, but I mean, does he even want to next year? I mean, he's going to be what, he, he said he, at that point. No, he's 38 right now. He said he'll oh, be. He? Uh, yeah, he he said he wants to play next year. He yeah, said right. he he hasn't he hasn't had this much fun. You know, he felt like a 10 year old kid out there. Like, it, it's it's fun right now. I'm just like. No matter how it ends, I've I've grown to like Flacco, and after all the years of him beating us in a Ravens uniform, it's just so crazy to me that I'm over here going to buy a Joe Flacco jersey if he leads us to the playoffs, which I am where, buying a Joe Flacco jersey. Where where would Joe Flacco go to? Who would have him? Um, I mean Oakland or Vegas. I mean who they have Jimmy G and Aiden O'Connell. I mean like that's a spot maybe. Uh, bring bring him in just to like back up and mentor or whatever rookie they draft. Yeah, I mean like draft. I, I think it just blows my mind that he was he wasn't signed because I know he hasn't come out and thrown twelve touchdowns and no picks in three games, but like he he has looked serviceable. Like the Jets would have had a better chance with him than than they've had with Zach Wilson. I mean that's what just blows my mind that he was even available. So yeah, but he's he's become a. A fun, fun guy to root for. So I wanted to ask you this just because we had our predictions about the Browns at the beginning of the year and like it's it's been a crazy season. They're nine and five. What is your one word to describe the Browns season to this point? Mm-hmm. From, I, I from would, an outside looking in perspective. I, I would say resilient. That's exactly that, 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 that that's that they've had there's a lot of adversity with the different with the different quarterbacks, I it blows my mind that because I mean I talk about it with um, my buddy that lives here in Knoxville, like Browns fans that like do like like or active like one and fired. Like I just don't understand it. Like what more do you, given like the carousel of coaches you have had like since you came back to Cleveland? Let's let's talk about that just for a millisecond. Yeah, exactly what you just said. There are people that in the middle of the game. He he just calls a bad play, and it's like our reflex from just so many so much years of pain and and revolving doors is like blow it up, start over. I'm like, this is the guy you should want here long term. Like we really found, is. he he's setting all the stuff that Marty Schottenheimer set in the '80s. Like he's he's putting his name up there with him. So like, I just don't get it, man. Browns fans can be very insufferable with with their knee jerk reactions like that, or some of them just think like. Oh, he tries to get too cute. He he doesn't run. (laughs) What's what's, what's she doing? He's just going nuts. She's trying to chew the headphone cord. (laughs) You'll be doing AirPods like me before you know it. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, you know, like, resilient is the exact word I say. I think Kevin Stefanski deserves Coach of the Year votes, and I think depending on how it ends, he should. He should win it, in my opinion. He really should. I think he'll, Colts, he'll, he'll, he'll for sure get some votes. It just, it depends on how D'Amico Ryan is up there. I, I, I would say the because I oh, let me see. Let's see if it's changed at all. Because I know in terms of his Vegas odds were side, like plus 1200 or something. I thought I actually put a bet down on it the other day. 
I think I think the two people that are like the definite front runners are Dan Campbell and D'Amico Ryan's. Yeah, and then, and then I think, the, the, the Colts I think, I think coach Steichen's ahead of them, and I think yeah. Kyle Shanahan's ahead of them too. But that's silly. Let's uh, let's take a look see here. Current coach of the year odds. So Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell is number one at plus 200. Shane Steichen and D'Amico Ryan's plus 350. Kyle Shanahan plus 600. Mike McDaniel plus 600. I don't agree then, with that. Then Kevin Stefanski plus 1200. I feel like Stefanski should be ahead of at least a few of those. I'm not even trying to be biased. Like McDaniel and the Dolphins have lost more games than they should have won, and the Browns have won than they should have lost. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's going to end up being like unless the Lions just have a total collapse. But like, you know, let's say the Lions, you know, they're ten and four right now. Honestly, even if they finish eleven and six, like yeah. I feel like that's just going to lock Dan Campbell in Coach of the Year. Like win yeah. the NFC North at eleven and six, that will it'll be a lock and then I'm not at like as a fan of course I, I want to see slash I think Stefanski deserves it very much he has already won it once and it's just kind of like I'm pounding the table for it as a fan but if someone like Dan Campbell wins it then I feel like that's pretty deserving I'll just be really irritated if someone like Shanahan or Mike McDaniel won it. I just don't feel like they like that's silly to me I don't know I, I don't see that I mean Shanahan's a great coach sure but and they have every piece you could want. A blind person probably coached that team to the playoffs. Yeah. They have like a quarterback that's making like fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, I just don't I, agree I, with I, yeah him and and I. D'Amico Ryan's has done a great job too because I, I just don't really I, I think people don't really understand like the depths he pulled the Texans from, and now yeah. that they're going to be a possible playoff team depending on how their yeah. season finishes out. They have played a lot better than we predicted. You know, we thought that they would be a better team, but he has done a hell of a job. I, I like him almost more than Dan Gamble in terms of if I had to pick between those two right now, I feel like the Texans have been more surprising than the Lions. Like the Lions yeah. are already kind of on the rise. I will say if the Texans make the playoffs, I feel like yeah. you should. I, I would I would give it to him. If they, if they miss yeah. it, then I, it should go to Dan Campbell. And then, you know, Shane Syke, I mean – yeah, I mean the, I, the, the Colts the, have had a... the, the, the Colts are puzzling because like yeah they're having a good year, but like it's it's worse for them long term because Anthony Richardson's missing out on all these reps. Yeah, they're going to be basically starting over next year with like a rookie quarterback. Pretty much, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. That's a tricky one. I mean they they have played better than I thought they would whenever he went out, but you know I'm I just think it says a lot whenever you have a team that's as injured as the Browns that loses their. The quarterback, the running back has four different starting quarterbacks and you're beating every team that you should be and more. I just think that that's pretty impressive. But either way, I, I put a, you know, I, I put a small bet down on it because I'm like, you know, I like the, the odds are could go up or down or however, however Vegas works, you know, like I'm still not good at betting. Dude, I don't know how. So yeah, that's how, good. How that's you... a good. That's a good. It's a good value bet. Yeah. How do you so every every Sunday do you bet on every game? Like what do you do? Or do you just do a few parlays? I, I really I really don't gamble much anymore. I just ever since those people knocked on the door in the middle of the night, breaking bad. Not style. really. It's just I just don't have like it it takes it takes time to like research to like figure out what kind of like what to pick. 
for me. And I just yeah. don't have the time anymore. I put like really small bets on like five leg parlays and stuff. Like I'm talking like I get the odds up to like plus 2,500 and I put 50 cents down or something because I just don't want to get too into it. But man, there's been some that I'm just like, I don't know how people do this over and over because I miss parlays by like one small thing all the time and it pisses me off. I'm like, this doesn't make me want to come do it again. <laughs> Everything makes me want to stop. That's how Vegas makes their money. They make it on parlays. Yeah. They're so they're so addicting. They, I mean, they are. Like, it is fun to build one out. But I did win that bet for the correct score of the Patriots and uh, Chiefs game this past week. I put like 30 cents down and won like 40 bucks or something. Those are those are fun ones to put down. If you go to every game and just try to correct the guess the correct score and just put like twenty or thirty cents down on each one, the returns are crazy high because the odds are so high. Yeah, yeah. My last bet I did is so it was two weeks ago. It was a parlay. It was all money lines: Jets over Texans, Niners over Seahawks, and Bills over Chiefs. Mm. That was my last one. The last one. One last ride. Haven't done. <laughs> haven't, haven't, haven't done. Haven't done one since. Well, Thomas, do you have any additional thoughts before we uh, close up shop here? Come home, T. Higgins. <laughs> T. Higgins, Oak, you are a Tennessee Titan. Oak Ridge, Tennessee legend. You should you should have been a Vol. You should have been a Tennessee Vol. Let's correct that mistake and become a Tennessee Titan. <laughs> Thomas is in full off-season mode already. I love it. Really was. He, he was committed yeah. to Tennessee, and then Butch Jones fumbled the bag. Classic. Yeah, um, I guess just for just for shits and giggles, let's let's we don't have to do every game, but the Browns are playing the Texans this Sunday in Houston, a dreaded road game. Give me your prediction. Doesn't seem like the Texans will have CJ Stroud. It could change, but everything I've seen so far is kind of pointing to him maybe missing another game. If CJ Stroud plays, I'll say the Texans. If not, oh man, I don't know, man. That's let me see. It really depends on like because Will Anderson missed last week too. Yeah, I'll I'll say I'll say the Browns. Go with the Browns. I think the Browns. Like if CJ Stroud is there, and then if they get some other guys back, I'll probably I'll say the Texans. But yeah, we'll see. I think the Browns in the remaining three games are going to lose one more. And I think this is the one as much as it pains me to say, yeah, I feel like they beat the jets and they beat the Bengals, but this is it. This is a tough one. If they win this game, they have a realistic chance of winning out and going 12 and five, but I feel like they're going to, you know, this is a 24, 21 loss. And I don't pick them to lose that often. I'm just being realistic going, especially with them being on the road. Uh, But Going off what you said, if CJ Stroud does not play, it gets, you know, it's easier to swing your pick the other way because I feel like the Browns can get after Case Keenum. Yeah, I'm just trying to see. I, mean, I don't know. I'm not really seeing anything on there. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So Titans got the Seahawks in Nashville. I know you don't God, care I hope, anymore. I, I, hope, I hope the Seahawks. I hope. I don't want to win any more games. I don't want to ruin our draft <laughs> position. We're we're currently picking at number nine right now, but like there's like six teams that are five and nine. I want yeah, yeah so I want to lose and I want all those other teams to win. That's what I want. That's what I'm rooting the for. The Seahawks twenty eight to nothing is what I'm hearing. I hope I hope it's two hundred eighty to nothing. 
<laughs> just for that, I'm going to say the Titans win 10 to 7. Classic Titans game. I, I want to see Drew Lock. I want to see Drew Lock rapping on the sidelines. That, that's what <laughs> I want. Dude, real fast for you in the episode. The Eagles are collapsing a little bit. Seems like. I mean, they're going to they're going to they're going to they're really collapse when Jalen Hurts cap finally like just because they signed to that extension, but it, that doesn't really kick in until like next year. Yeah, it's, really, it's going to hurt them. He, you know, like we went back and forth on him. I gave him a lot of credit at last year with how he played but i do feel like there's this weird feeling to him that is maybe a bit lower than like the star mvp type player people think he is i don't know i have mixed feelings about him sometimes what do you think right i think i think he's overrated yeah i kind of lean that way a little bit very i think you know I mean, I thought so The before the Super Bowl year when people tried to hype him up. I just, I, I didn't see it. And then that, then last year I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe, maybe he is like a really good quarterback. And this year it's been like such a roller coaster and he's looked yeah. like dog shit the last few weeks. Like, well, past, like know, three games first, in a row. First year with AJ Brown went well. And now yeah. AJ Brown has turned into T.O. up there and he wants him yeah. to <laughs> force feed him. Uh, yeah. there, there was one clip, I think, um, it was, you know, AJ ran the play as a decoy and like drew all the DBs to him and Devonta Smith was wide open underneath. We've gotten like 40 yards, but yeah. you just try to force, force AJ. It. It's a bad recipe. Seen it too many times hate, before. Hate to see it. This is your victory lap here. See the Eagles in oh, hey, mode with <laughs> ever since ever ever since AJ Brown had the quote to where he was to where he said he told Kevin Byron, Hey, we do things different around here. You're a winner now. They've had the yeah. same record as the Titans over that stretch. <laughs> You can't make it up. The script is on fire. Titans and Eagles have both been have both been two and four since that quote. I didn't see that quote. That's pretty ruthless. All right, buddy. I've got to uh, hop off here because I've got to go to work in a few in about an hour and a half. So gotta get ready. It's been fun. Um, I hope the Titans. I hope, yeah, let's go Prez. Hopefully the Titans win out the rest of the season just so you get that middle-of-the-road draft pick that you uh, everyone wants. And you have any additional thoughts before you go? Any A message to Titans fans. One last message. God, I've, I've given so many. Um, things are not okay right now, but they'll be okay eventually. I love it. Give me a Titan up. Titan up. Go Browns.